Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, another SDGC review discussion. Today, we're talking about uh, Harvestella, which is the latest uh, JRPG slash farm life simulator. Uh, I think that's that's how Square Enix describes it. Uh, I don't know exactly how accurate that uh, is yet, but um, yeah, I'm joined by Brit, and both of us have been playing the game for a couple weeks now, so uh, I think we're ready just to to kind of dive into some of our thoughts uh, on the game and let you guys know what we thought of it, uh, what it does well, and what we're a little bit disappointed with. So um, yeah, I don't know, Brit, if you want to start, like, what did you, what was your initial impressions of the game? What do you like about it so far? Uh First off, shout out to Square. They sponsored the code. I actually got the code and I streamed it for four hours on Twitch and um, also played it um, off to the side. Um, but yeah, I really liked how pretty the game was. Um, you know, J Jeff, you played it on Steam, correct? Yep. Yeah, I played it on Switch and it was very, very pretty. And I think my favorite thing about the game in general is just the music. The music is mm -hmm. fucking phenomenal and not something I was expecting out of um, a farming sim slash JRPG game. Uh, maybe JRPG, but not necessarily farming sim. Um, and I liked, I liked the simplicity of it, like you know, just the overall, like, the combat system and, you know, because for those who don't know, it's a game that is very heavily influenced by JRPGs. Um, I say heavily influenced because it's to a lesser degree because it's also a farming sim. Um, so you, the combat is just very simplified. The, um... Uh, like the, the, the stores, the exploring, it's just, it's like a very condensed little JRPG, um, as well as a farming sim. So I really, uh, I really enjoyed that because, um, it's just, you know, when you're learning two separate game types, you don't want something to kind of overcrowd the other, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're learning how to farm and learning how to pull out your tools and everything. And it's the same thing with combat. Like you don't, you, you don't want to be learning two things and get confused by it. So I feel like they kind of, um, streamlined both of these game types good along each other. Um, what about you? What did you like about it? Yeah, I like that too. And I guess maybe on that note, like it's, it's good to lay out for people who aren't super familiar with it. Um, like kind of the structure of the game. So uh, I think there's quite a bit of exposition. It's a little bit of a slow start. Um, there's a surprising amount of story. Again, I, I thought it was primarily a farming game, but it seems to be more so a JRPG with with farming stuff um, that you kind of do in between your main quests and things. But uh, once you get past the intro, um, the whole kind of gameplay loop of the game is basically um, there's like a main story and I'm still I'm 20 hours in and I, I, I was mentioning this to some of the other folks on the podcast like. I've been trying to find walkthroughs because I got stuck at one point. I've been trying to like, there's a very little information on this game. I can't find out how many chapters it is. I can't find out how long it is. Um, but I get the feeling I'm still not very far in. Um, so I'm I'm only yeah, it, speaking to the, the early part like of the it's game. A long game. It feels very long, yeah. but that, I mean the the crux of it is at the start. There's basically these four. I think they're called sea slights or sea slights. Um, they're kind of like they seem like natural structures in the world or something like that, and all of them are are kind of tweaking out or, or there's something wrong with them. So you're kind of ones in the North, the East and the West uh, and the South, and they all correspond with different seasons. Um, so the overall game has like an ongoing 
uh, four season, you know, spring, summer, fall, winter that ties into the farming aspect. But each one of these seas lights um, is associated with one specifically. So the area uh, in which it resides is like permanently fall or permanently summer. Um, so that's basically the game is you're going, you know, each one of these is more or less a dungeon. You investigate it, um, you kind of explore it and and kind of solve it or, or figure out the problem. Um, but, you know, there's a daytime timer as well. So you've only got from, I think it starts at 6 a.m. and you have until midnight. And that's how much time you have to both explore the dungeon and go to the towns, uh, you know, shop and sell stuff. And then plant your crops, water them and things like that. So um, they, that's kind of the loop that you settle into is the the game is like, you know, you might go and explore the dungeon for a bit because you can leave the dungeon. There's checkpoints throughout and you can just go right back to the start or go back to your house. Um, and there's no pressure. There's no real like limit. Like you only have a week to do the dungeon. It's not like Persona, I think, where you can like run out of time or fail, um, which is nice because it takes the time thing still feels a little bit stressful when you like feel like you don't have enough time in the day. But um, you can kind of like do a dungeon for the first half of the day and then come back to your house for the afternoon and do some of your farming stuff. Or what I like to do is I'll just say like this day, I'm just going to get as far of the dungeon again. Uh, and then the next day I'll be like, OK, I'm just like selling, buying stuff. Uh, tuning up my crops, making sure everything's watered and, and kind of ready for the next day. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I like the simplicity. Um, you know, it's not, especially coming off like we're both playing God of War right now, but um, like some of these other games can be really overwhelming with all the skill trees and upgrades and like 500. Like, there's a lot of crafting elements in Harvestella, but there's like recipes for most of them. It doesn't feel, you know, like the combat is basically just mashing one button and then you have a few extra abilities that have cooldowns that you can trigger um but it, it's definitely i think simplistic as far as rpgs go and same with the farming stuff um you know it, it's pretty straightforward just kind of identifying which grows in what season and trying to figure out what's going to get you the most money um when you harvest and sell it oh my god i just realized is harvest stella uh I, I just clued in that it's harvesting and selling uh in the game name but um yeah no, that's it? uh that, i i think so <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I like about the game too. I agree is the, the design is, is really charming and yeah, same thing with the visuals. I, uh, it runs, um, great on PC and it looks good. And it's one of those games where like, uh, you know, if digital foundry were to like analyze this, it doesn't have ray tracing and like a lot of fancy visual effects, but honestly, it reminds me of like a, not quite a PS2, like maybe a really good quality PS2 or early PS3 game in the best sense where like, I yeah. kind of like the aesthetic of those earlier games. The visual design isn't as busy because you're not overwhelmed with particle effects and stuff like that. It's just got a really simple, elegant, um, good art style, beautiful colors, like vibrant world. Uh, and it's just really charming. And like when you're in this kind of game, when you're like exploring stuff for long periods of time or spending a lot of time on your farm, you want something with like good vibes, good music, good visuals to just hang out and exist there. And I think it, really nails that yeah and i think um that's something i want to point out too is like when uh we were at we were doing our charity stream um uh derek's wife was playing the demo of it and john had already played played it so they were talking about it and um they were just talking about how nice and pleasant the visuals are so i think um you know just kind of all around it just has a good good vibe to it um yeah, mm -hmm. but the visuals are good. Um, I will say, kind of like just going off of what you were talking about, like between the combat and everything, um, I think the trailers are kind of misleading um, because it, like, when you watch the trailers, it definitely feels like it's just going to be a straight up, 
you know sim farming game and you're like the combat sequences at least to me the way i uh interpreted it was like you know like farming it, it was like combat needed for your farm kind of thing like it was gonna mm-hmm. somehow tie into that I, it seemed like the combat was gonna feed the farming where like you would do that to get resources right but the bulk of the game would be farming and yeah I, sorry go ahead but that's i agree that's what i thought too um and it it's not it's very like i said heavily jrpg based um which is fine like it the story's not bad it's cute um it's not anything mind blowing but i think just kind of for this mix up genre it's fine um but yeah that was something i was a little disappointed with was just how um it, the farming is if it, it just so to get into kind of the cons of the game, you know, I love the game. It's fun. It's pretty. The music's gorgeous. It's a nice little sit down game. Um, but in the opposite direction of that, you're limited, right? So, and I, I think putting limits on a farming sim is not good. And by and limits, I mean, like Jeff said, you have until 6 a.m. till midnight to kind of do your thing. And that's like... Not long. Um, I would. How long do you think it is, Jeff? Like twenty minutes, Tw- thirty minutes. I I feel like it's one of those things where like it probably is actually longer than we feel like it is. Like I feel like it's like five minutes, but I know. Yeah, it's I know. Not that's what minutes. I was gonna say. It's like five minutes long, yeah. but I didn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say probably like it, because the thing is so. The time passes a little bit differently depending where you are when you're on the world map. Um, there's like a mount you can buy. Um, that lets you travel the world yeah, map faster. When you're on the world map, it, it, yeah. it and then flies the time, by. Yeah, the time actually goes slower because the mount is faster, so you're getting um, from like one town to the other in a shorter amount of time, but before you have that, uh, you know, you can take three steps on the world map and an hour goes by in like two seconds, yeah. whereas like in towns it goes a lot slower. But yeah, like overall, I'd say just for general play, you probably get 20 to 25 minutes um, out of a day. Which is like, you know, especially if you're trying to explore a dungeon and you're not really sure where to go and you're trying to find items and things like that. It's not a lot of time. And right. So I don't know if you're like a dungeon crawler, like if you like mm-hmm. exploring every little nick and cranny of a dungeon, which that's the type of player I am. I can't leave an area until I know I've explored mm-hmm. the entire thing. Um, it takes a long time to get through a dungeon because if you do not get home to your bed in time, you will lose everything you gathered that day because you you pass out essentially. Um, mm. And so I think it like I want to say but- a big portion of my stream that I did was going through that dungeon just trying to make it through that dungeon you know of course i set a sub- mm-hmm. couple of days aside to be like okay i'm gonna farm because i need money and i want to build stuff but like I-, I think it because it was like the big like intro dungeon that um it maybe was longer than the rest um but yeah it was just like man i just want to get this dungeon uh- over with I've done about three of them. I think they're all about the same. Like, I think the first one felt longer to me because I was still getting to grips with right. um, the game. But then also, like, as you, you know, I didn't have a lot of, like, repair kits and things like that. And now I've crafted, like, I've got repair kits and I've got bombs and, like, all these items. Like, I, I like infinite of them, basically. So it's very, and I kind of am more, and I know from watching your stream, I now know I can bring up a map of the dungeon, which <laughs> I didn't know. I thought I could only have the mini map. Um, yeah. And I couldn't 
fucking figure out where I'd been and where I was going. So I was just wandering around blindly. So, oh, I'm not having a, a good uh, week with these things. But um, I was going to say, no, I agree with everything you said. And I think a lot of the, like, quote unquote cons of the game, it's not so it's it's like some of the elements I like them in a vacuum, but I don't know that they really enhance the game. So like, uh, like you said, I actually didn't know um, this. You just said if you don't make it back to your bed in time, you lose everything you got like in the dungeon that game. And I didn't know that because I find it very easy to make it back to bed. I always have those return bells crafted. Yeah, I and do too, they just whisk me back or there's like regular checkpoints. It's very easy to just keep an eye on my time. Well, that's the thing where it seems like they designed it as like this big, like a Dark Souls type risk reward thing. Like, oh, you could push on a little farther, but like you might lose everything. But like that risk isn't really there because that's never going to happen. So instead, it's more just tedious than like this engaging balance of like, you know, do I try to make it a little bit further? Because especially because there's no time limit, you could take 30 days to complete a dungeon if you right. want. Mm -hmm. and, um, and the only time. Go ahead. No, I was going to say the only time limit is um depending on what you have planted for your crops when you reach the end of a season there's one day of quietus which is like a, a natural phenomenon that will kill everything so in that sense from your farming like if you have crops that take seven days to harvest there's kind of like some time crunch or pressure there like you need to make sure you get everything pulled out and harvested before the end but but yeah for the dungeons it's just like and, and same thing with a lot of the elements um like the farming stuff is kind of your primary source of making money but so far, I find the game easy enough and like just doing side quests and stuff is where I'm making the most money. Like, again, I don't feel like the farming is necessary to generate money to like progress in the game. So it's just another thing that's kind of there, but it, it doesn't really like none of the things really feel fundamental. Like they're all just kind of existing separately from each other and like they don't really tie together that well. Right. And th that's the thing I was going to say, um, just like overall, like the game is good in both of its own, like, in the farming aspect, in the JRPG aspect, I just don't think they kind of mesh well with each other. Um, mm. Like, again, not to say that it's bad, but it's just, like, the game doesn't know what it wants to be, and you can definitely feel that. Um, and, like, as far as, like, the the having such short days and then also having like a negative effect if you don't make it to bed in time is also kind of a bummer. Um, like I, I, I get why they wanted to do it. Cause they, you know, I think putting a time limit kind of forces you whether you want to either farm or dungeon. So it kind of gives you the option, but if you like, as if you want to do both, you can't really do both in one day. You got to commit one day to one or the other. And that's kind of a bummer to me. Um, and also like the dungeons are huge and there are areas that can be unlocked that you can go back to do once you get like bombs and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. so it like for somebody who dungeon crawls, it's like, it's kind of frustrating when I reach the spot and I'm like, Oh, well, I guess I'm going to need to come back here, you know? Like, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like, I just feel like the game in their it, it, the both of the genres in their own aspects are fine but i think together they just like one doesn't really intertwine with the other at least story wise like other than like you just got thrown in this world and now you got to you know feed yourself that's really the only way the, the only reason why things tie together you know like well and that's um so i've done three dungeons now like three of the main ones so far and um, 
you know, we haven't talked that much about the story again, because like, I can't tell how far I am in the game. I still feel like it's just getting started. Um, so what chapter are you on? Uh, well, so like we're both on chapter three, but I've done, I think three C cause it's like three A, B and C, each of which is like one of the C's lights. Um, so I've done the spring one, um, to the East and then I did the summer one to the south. Oh, okay. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ch- Chatal or whatever. Because I think you can do them in different orders. And I decided to go to Nemea first. Yeah. And I fuck. I hate talking about Japanese games because I always pronounce all the names wrong. I'm sure I'm going to pronounce <laughs> some of the characters' names wrong too. Uh, but um, uh, fucking Mako. But we won't get into that one. Um, <laughs> that's another uh, thing, just real quick, is like the yeah. character designs are really cute and unique and original mm-hmm. and very... Um, it kind of gives me like an Octopath vibe. Or mm-hmm. um, I was thinking that, especially the world map. It's yeah. gorgeous, like the art style that they use there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the you know, there's kind of an overarching story, but it disappears for really long periods of time. Like the beginning of the game is all about Arya, um, you know, the this girl that you kind of find in a mechanical suit, and um, she ends up joining your party, and she's got this whole story, and it seems like that's the main story, but then that kind of doesn't get addressed for long periods of time, and like each one of these little parts of the world you go to. Uh, they have their own story, which is fine, but like so far, again, just so far, they don't really seem to connect or tie together that well. You meet characters in one area, and then they just immediately get left behind for new ones, like like Mr. Unicorn, uh, oh you know, one of the gr- arguably one of the greatest characters in in gaming history. Yeah, uh, and, and just like completely disappears. <laughs> um, but uh, and then so the other thing is there's the writing. It's also is really, really weird too. Yeah, the the story's interesting. It's it's kind of like the rest of the game where I feel it's inconsistent. Like yeah. some parts, like you said, it's like it's fine. It's standard JRPG stuff. But honestly, especially when I started doing more of the side quests, some of them are. It has a really good sense of humor at times. I mentioned it on the podcast. Um, I I talked about one of them, but uh, also like there's like dialogue responses you can give sometimes. Uh, yeah. and they don't like impact the story, but the. The some of the wording, it, like you can give some really funny responses um, yeah, that, in yeah. certain situations, That's and what it I meant catches for the me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It catches me off guard because like the writing will go periods of time where it's just really melodramatic JRPG stuff, and then there's a really quirky and very like human, and you can tell like someone had fun doing the translation here. Uh-huh. Um, so it's a pretty good localization, and uh, yeah, that stuff. But the other thing I was gonna say, sorry, Brett, and I'll let you go. No, it's okay. Is um. Uh, so there's also like these character relationships you can build, which again, is just like another piece that so far feels underbaked to me. Like, um, there's kind of, you get party members that do follow you. I mentioned like a lot of the characters get left behind in different sections, but there are permanent ones that join your party. You could swap them in and out at any time and you kind of accrue more of them as you go through the game. And a lot of them, they basically have loyalty missions. So, uh, as you, and it's weird because not a lot of this unlocks after the first dungeon. For some reason, it's after the second one, you get bombarded with side quests and that's when everything um really starts opening up but they Dang, uh, basically you, you can do i fell after the first dungeon like it, mm-hmm. it like they bombarded you oh there's, there's a lot more after because the next you get the one four yeah. main stories you get the little kid quest you get some other little yeah. quests and yeah uh-huh but they've got um yeah so you can like build up your relationship with them it, it's like a meter i think it looks like there's like 10 rankings or whatever and then when you do a mission for them it, it gains you one and your relationship with them increases and that maybe I'm forgetting there might be benefits or it might boost. I think it boosts some of their combat abilities in your party. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels very persona esque with like the, um, the social links or whatever, but 
Persona had really good payoff there in terms of like the stories were really personal. Uh, at least for me, like I felt like they were really engaging. And this one, it's just like, I don't know. They're just kind of there. They just feel like generic side quests. I don't really feel necessarily like I'm building this big relationship with. Right. They're just, yeah, um, they're just kind of like filler yeah. content. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like the last thing I'll say about the stories, it's like the rest of the game, like it's simple. Uh, but it is really charming. And um, like it the is. the kid quest you mentioned, it's like there's a little girl who's uh, moving away and her friends just want to find uh, like it's just like these kids like friendship um, and they're just they've got like this little secret gang and they run around and it's like fluff, but uh, sometimes fl- and there's like some darker stories, too. But sometimes the fluff is nice uh, when you don't want to play something super heavy. So I, I appreciate all that, all those aspects of the game for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's just like. I think just to sum it up, sum everything up, it's it's like overall it's a very cute, warm, fun, good vibe game. I think if you're looking for um I would say consistency and just like if you're looking for a farm sim, I wouldn't necessarily recommend this. If you're looking for like a low key farm sim, then sure. Um but I think uh just overall Again, I don't think the game really knows what it wants to be, um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, it's a different take on, um, you know, farming and a JRPG, and I think it, like, overall, it, it kind of, like, satisfies both those those needs, just not to the extent that I would have liked. Um, <laughs> and I, I think it's, you know, like I said, it's cute, it's warm, it's fuzzy like it just like it makes you feel good and the the character portraits are gorgeous um but yeah i think um overall i think if you're looking for just uh i don't want to say like a fun downtime game because i feel like you have to it, ultimately it does play like a jrpg you have to put some work into it um but it's not stressful like like i said everything is simplified um streamlined so when you do get to those parts in the game it's not hard it's just a little little time constraints because of you know obviously the the big timer um so you know if you're just willing to stick with it and you know continue to just do the dungeons go through the story and you know unlock farming um i think it's it's a good game it's not bad by all means, I, I don't think it knows what it wants to be, but I don't think that makes it a bad game. I think it was a really solid attempt at trying to, um, you know, because we talked about the, uh, this on the podcast a little bit, but just like how farming sims have become so mainstream, especially after Animal Crossing during the pandemic. So I think for Square to take the to be like, all right, let's make a farming sim, but let's also add what we do best, and that's a JRPG aspect to it. I think it was a pretty solid, um, pretty solid overall game. Um, I just think it needs, you know, a little work, and that doesn't, like I said, make it bad. It just means that there's room for improvement there. Um, but yeah, overall, I like the game. I think it's, I think it's fun and cute and. Everything like that. What about you, Jeff? How do you? What's your final thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. I think it's um, again, it's it's frustrating uh, that it's such a long game. Um, I love to have uh, more time with it, and you know, I, I I'm sure on the podcast I'll I'll talk about it uh, if I, you know, if if I get to finish it, um, or or if things change drastically later. But 
yeah, everything you said. It's it's just like not every game needs to rework the entire medium of the industry. Um, yeah. It's sometimes it's nice just to have uh, some comfort food, and I think you know. Especially, I don't know what it is, but like, you know, we get really cold winters up here. I spend a lot of time inside because it's like minus a thousand for for a few months uh, of the year. Um, and JRPGs are always like a really nice, cozy type of game, um, especially something with like all these different seasons. And I love good music and cool towns. And this game, I, I didn't touch on it, but like the, the some of the towns in the game are really gorgeous um, and just, right. it's just again an fun to gorgeous game yeah yeah just just great to exist in um, so I, and I, I'm always happy to see games try something different even if the results aren't perfect you know rather than right. play a game I've played a thousand times before exactly. and I yeah um, I, you know I've heard people throw out the Rune Factory series as, as being similar but generally I don't think there's a lot of games that try to do what this is doing where you kind of bring together these different elements of different genres and, and put them all together. And I think it's a great, uh, you know, a great solid first attempt at it. And I honestly uh, would love to see it get a sequel because I think there's a really good core idea here and there's just some things they can improve on um, in a future iteration. So I, I hope we, we see a Harvestella too, because um, I'd love to see uh, how can they can kind of do better to tie some of this stuff together and build on it. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd definitely buy another one. Yeah, and I think that's something to point out, too, is that I think it probably would have stood out to me more if, like, the game came out during a big spread of, like, launching of games. There's Harvestella, there's God of War, there is Pokemon, there is, um, you know, Callisto Protocol coming up soon, and then, of course, we have Crisis Core. So it's just, it's coming out during, like, a Thanksgiving feast, Right. So it's like it's it's a mm -hmm. good side dish, but it, it it's not something it, it doesn't hold up well against, you know, those other games. And that, again, not to say that it's bad. I just think I probably would have enjoyed it more had it come out like separated from all of that stuff, you know. <laughs> For sure. Well, is there a, do you have any more thoughts, Britt, before we wrap it up? No, I think that's it. Thank you again, Square, for giving us the code and allowing me to play through it and have a fun, cozy game. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Make sure to listen to SDGC every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, until next time, kindness costs nothing. Take care. <laughs>